This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 27 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we have Marjorie Farabee from TMR Rescue in Texas talking about vaccinations on donkeys, mules, and horses. Breed of the show is the Pooley. Hedwig talks about going to holiday parties. Critter Nutrition focuses on healthy food for joints. And in Coffee Clatch, we decide which characters each other represents in real life. I thought we were chit-chatting. <laughs> I thought we <laughs> I had no idea when you cut it was I, like I, damn it. <laughs> I do have a I do have a a, a, a drama. Give us your drama. So, okay, Sabi got all of a sudden really so so sick and sick like he, you couldn't touch him and he walked sort of like he was drunk and he wouldn't get out of the car and then he threw up. So I rushed him to the vet and he had some kind of plant or mold poisoning. They think from oh. a mushroom and they filled him full of fluids. Then I'd take him to the emergency vet for the night and they pumped him full of charcoal. He had a temperature of 104. Wow. And I mean, he was so neurological and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. And then like four hours later, temperature down to 101. He's up walking. I mean, it, 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 the turnaround was so incredibly fast. Picked him up the next day. He was like, hey, I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything okay with you? But the funny part about it was this emergency vet, when I came to pick him up, he said, well, we're pretty sure it's a plant toxin. It could be a mushroom spore. We just had rain. And I said, God, I've never seen a munch on a mushroom. And he said, do you have any neighbors that have teenage kids? <laughs> you know what? Wow. I know. And he said, well, it could be marijuana. <laughs> I said, oh, boy. There, there is no way this dog would get into somebody's pot plant. But I thought that was so... Oh, my gosh. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been in my top 50 of possible yeah. contaminants. Well, yeah, I, yeah can, really. I can totally see a dog getting into a mushroom because they're earthy, they're close to the ground, there might have been something they smelled with, you know. He, you know yeah. Chomped some grass, there were some spores yeah, loose. I can totally see that. And yeah. we are next to a cow farm. so mm. Oh, plenty of mushroom you know, fodder like, there. Yep. Yeah, psilocybin mushrooms grow on on cow dung. So, I mean, oh, the way wow. he was acting, it, it was so bizarre. But oh, thank bless goodness. his heart. Why don't his dogs ever do these sorts of things during the day, during the week, during regular business hours? Oh, because uh, it's, he did. I was in he the did. middle of a meeting. Yes. Oh, well, that was nice of him. Well, Sabi is a giver. Him. Yeah, he is. He was very considerate. He is a giver. <laughs> he is a giver. <laughs> <laughs> and how's your little guy? 
He is doing great. He's actually looking at me right now thinking it's time for him to go out. He says it's puppy time out, but he's been awesome. He's so well behaved. Remind everybody who we're talking about here, Patty. We're talking about Berkey Boots, little Berkey Boots. He's a little Australian Shepherd puppy, and um, he is... um, He's pretty adorable. I love to send Tigger pictures throughout the week. I still have no pictures of Berkey. Hello. Oh, okay. I will. I will. You. I will put them up for you because I will send them to you because he really is adorable. He is. And he, adorable. and oh my gosh, and he just sits there and he cocks his head. And it's interesting because sometimes he wants to sit in my lap when I'm teaching, and um, when I start to yell. It's too much. For, like if I have to yell at somebody, like get loud yeah. or not yelling, and um, it it he has to get down. He's like he gets down on the ground. And he just sits there and looks at me. It's just he's just he's just adorable. He's adorable. He's adorable. So what what so far what? I mean, you've had a lot of different dogs. Where does he in terms of easy raising? Um, he is, you know, because I have so many other dogs, it's always hard to have a puppy. Um, he has, um, he's incredibly bright. Um, he is joyful. Uh, the most joyful puppy I can think I've ever had. Like he just comes running through the hand, like leaping like a butterfly. (laughs) It's sort of like he did something the other day. I looked at Hannah and I said, did you see him like completely go through the air just there, like out of the corner of your eye and land on Henley? Um, it's just, it's kind of like, he's just very joyful. Um, but because he's so happy, um, all the time, I, it's a little hard to know how to correct him because I, I don't want to smash this spirit of his, but he, he is boisterous. Like he's like that door. If there's a crack open, I'm going to blast through it because I am super <laughs> joyful dog. So I, that part's been a little bit of a learning curve for me. Cause it's different. Cause I've had cattle dogs where it's just sort of like, you can kind of punk them on the head and they go, Oh yeah. Right. No problem. But he's like, you know, you just don't want to, you don't want to injure the wing of right. this little joyful butterfly. So you know, I have to take time away from all the other dogs to really make a point on something so I can take my time. And, but he's already, you know, he sits and he stays, um, and he waits for his food, which is not easy. And, um, and we're working on our down and he's got, I am super cute. Look at me pose down. <laughs> I mean, he's have got gotten to leave it yet. No, not really. He's still a little young for that because he's just really probably 14 weeks. Um, okay. But I can't, but he will, I'll throw something. He's barking at me now. Um, I'll throw something and he'll bring it back and I can say, you know, drop it and stuff like See, they, I mean, it is amazing. You do something like, you know, five times and, and the next time you go to do it again, he's like, oh yeah, I remember that. So Got he's that. very, very bright. Um, but he's fluffy and he's super cute. He's very fluffy. <laughs> very fluffy. <laughs> It's just so fluffy. And what's that? That's from Monster Inc. Actually, <laughs> no, no, that's from Despicable Me. He's so fluffy. Oh, oh God, I can't yes. even know that Tigger. That is it's, so funny. It's the unicorn. That is so funny. That's right. He's yeah, so you're fluffy. Right. Yeah, right. You're right. There we go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. There we go. So well, there that, you go. That, that's pretty exciting. And we're here with Marjorie Faraby from the TMR Rescue in Plantersville, Texas. And Marjorie has a fascinating story about her rescue. They rescue uh, donkeys and horses. And the reason I got to... Can't forget the mules. mules. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Forgot the mules. And um, she has a very compelling story of her rescue 
and what happened when they started doing a series of vaccinations. So we're really happy to have you here, Marjorie. Welcome to Healthy Critters. And and please tell our listeners your story with your rescue and vaccinations. Okay, I will. Um, we have uh, almost 400 donkeys, mules, and horses at PMR Rescue. It stands for Texas wow. Miracle Ranch. Wow. And we thought the gold, gold standard was giving everybody vaccinations, uh, which we proceeded to do was this summer. Uh, two years ago. And, uh, so we did them in groups, uh, and we, you know, we would probably do, uh, maybe 40, uh, each, each day that we were doing this, we got through about 230 of them when we started noticing the first ones getting really sick. We had seen, uh, the normal adverse reactions of being sore and feeling icky, you know, the following days, but this was different. What started to happen was um, they were picking up anything that was in the atmosphere. Uh, we had one donkey, um, Dr. Watson. He was the one that uh, really um, made us aware that there was something really uh, terribly, terribly wrong. He started to bleed uh, through his gum. Oh. We took him in, and he uh, literally bled to death through his teeth. It took, uh, oh my gosh. It took two days. It took two days. And still there was, you know, nobody knew what the, what the cause was. And then in the following uh, days and weeks, I was uh, starting to bring them in sometimes six at a time. That's how many were falling ill. In the end, we ended up with over 60 of our animals affected. We lost 14. Uh, and we did everything. We had our feed analyzed. We, uh, we checked our pastures for uh, poisonous or noxious weeds. We um, we had even the, the hay analyzed. We had the pastures analyzed. We uh, did necropsies, and we sent off all kinds of reports uh, to um, UC Davis, Kansas State, and Texas A&M. And they, with the the final results, came back as being uh, they had an acute chemo event. In other mm. words, what happens? What happens is it affects them at the bone marrow level. So the bone marrow produces both white cells and red cells. They are alive in the system for 21 days before they start to die off and need to be replaced. So it actually depends on just how badly affected the bone marrow is as to how quickly they succumb to vaccinosis. So uh, if they had, you know, if they have a, a, a mild impairment, we have a few that even had their intestinal walls affected to this day we still have trouble keeping weight on on those individuals and we have to bring them in and keep them in the barn in the winter time because they just don't do well and they're young they're only two years old um oh. we had one that died from meningitis we had one that oh. uh he another one that bled to death through his nose even after a complete blood transfusion we had oh another one that uh, got the blood transfusion and he he survived um so it, it, there was no rhyme nor reason to um, who lived and, and who didn't. Uh, we have a, a beautiful, wonderful um, show stallion. Um, he's placed in the top five at the World Show Congress, and he's still fighting for his life today. Uh, oh, my gosh. He, uh, he was stricken with laminitis. We've tried everything. We've, uh, he, we've used Postscope 360. We've used laser. We've used diet, of course. Um, that's how we met, right? Um, yeah, we had him uh, using water treadmill, um, 
And now they're, what they're doing is they've actually got him in, in braces in the front, uh, trying to lift all of this weight off of his feet. And we're going to uh, completely uh, debride the front of the feet so the feet can start growing correctly. And then we're going to be uh, uh, using um, needles to go right up following the tendons, trying to break up the bunching, bunching in the needles. So oh my uh, he's still, you know, he's still, um, you know, the, the jury's still out if, if he's going to survive. I absolutely love this horse. And um, so anyway, we're really, we're really trying hard to have Rodeo make it. Um, yeah. We lost a lot of really special individuals, Raven was one Manny. I mean I just I don't even wanna think about all the names that so, we lost. So Marjorie, when excuse me, but what were the vaccinations? Were you giving one? Were you giving a series? Well here's here yeah, well here's the thing. Um when the when they finally stopped being in denial and saying it was something else, because here's what's that what happens. People people have one or two horses generally. And they get their vaccine. And 30 days later, two months later, suddenly their animal gets sick, sick and it dies. And they absolutely do not pair that event with the vaccination event. When in yeah, fact, that's sense. probably yeah. right. They just, they don't. But it was because we had so many. And, right. it was, you know, and the shots were done all, you know, everybody was done at the same time. And everybody was getting sick at the same time that they had to look at it. And when the pharmaceutical companies started uh, to to talk to us and we were calling them back and forth. Um, they, they said that they tell the veterinarians that they're, they're not supposed to do them all the time. I said, well, you, that should be big red letters because yeah. clearly there's a problem. There's a problem. And that, and, and then, you know, of course we couldn't blame any pharmaceutical because they were all given at once. So you couldn't blame anybody. Everybody got a skate. Everybody got off the hook. Wow. Wow. We, we spent, hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to save these animals and you know nobody is accountable that's devastating so it is it is and that's the whole the whole thing so now our protocol is uh of course i'm I'm anal about uh quarantine and if they're healthy enough they get their first vaccination which is tetanus shot and then a month later they'll get their rabies and then i start looking at what is in the area what is um being um discussed as being a problem in, in the area and then they'll get a vaccine for that 30 days later it's it's a matter of spreading it out they they are all yeah. uh, preserved in different uh in different antibiotics and different they, ad, adjuvant i think is what they call it um but yeah, they're all different that, preservatives exactly. and so that's the problem is that each pharmaceutical company has a different adjuvant and then that that is part of what sets them up for the adverse reaction right 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 Oh, it's, oh, it's a devastating, so devastating thing to yeah. have happen. And, and you know, people just, they really don't make the connection. Because if, if, the, if the bone marrow is so completely true. depleted, you're going to see this reaction within three weeks. If it's only mildly or partially wow. uh, damaged, then you're going to see it two months, three months later. Wow. They're going to pick up any pathogen that's in the air. They don't have any white cells, okay? Mm-hmm. And if and if they're able to get past that, then they're not and not reproducing the the red cells. Then they'll get. Uh, it's a very very long word. I can't. It's a really long word, but it describes bleeding to death. So, oh my gosh! Oh lord! Um, it was. It so was, it was can hard. you tell? Um, 
our listeners about what you currently do. I mean, you are a rescue. You're in Texas. Um, if if people would like to support you and learn more about what you do, can you tell us a little bit about your rescue? Uh, yeah, we have well, we have a website www.tmrrescue.com. Uh, that's really the best way to find us. We also have a Facebook page, TMR Rescue. Uh, and you'll TMR Rescue Inc. Okay, I put TMR. I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I go to it every day, and I can't remember if I have an Inc or TMR. Uh, TMR Rescue only, but you, you'll find it, and and you can find it from the from the website too. So you can click it right. There's a link that takes you right to the Facebook page on the website. Um, we started out originally, we were going to raise high end mules. Uh, we were going to show them and train them and sell them. And then we learned about the slaughter industry and we realized, uh, that they could never be safe. I mean, we could sell, we could sell our beautiful animal to Susie and Susie's fine, but Susie sells to Joe and Joe's a kill buyer. We could never guarantee their safety. And until the safe act is passed, we never will be able to guarantee that. So that happened. And then we had the Texas drought. We took in over a hundred donkeys in one oh, year yeah. because in Texas we have there's a lot of <gasps> a lot of donkeys in Texas, and they're used as guard animals. They receive no training. They don't get any veterinary care. Their hooves are not taken care of. They're they're there to do a job, and that's to watch the cattle. When the cattle went, the donkeys went. They were just dropping them off anywhere, just leaving them out. So um, <sighs> it, it was. I mean, our our path was kind of chosen for us, and we we haven't looked back. <laughs> it's it's been a, it's been a wonderful it's been a wonderful journey you know there are some sad times um but mostly joyful uh as a matter of fact here tonight i met uh, a a uh, meet and greet for one of our little donkeys his name is benny he was uh 39 pounds when he was rescued uh he had 10 percent chance of survival his bladder burst uh he was at texas a&m for a very very long time and here he is now he's he's uh two and a half years old and just uh he's uh He's the uh, light of the party. So, <laughs> yeah, I just I uh, you need a donkey. <laughs> yes, with all <laughs> they're, my they're like little dogs. They're amazing. They're they have such I'm looking at your Facebook page right now, and I see the picture of Benny with Santa. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was last year. We're gonna have the same Santa this year, and he's got a different That's costume on. So. That's pretty cute. That is pretty cute. What, now, where where did you say you were in Plano? No, Plantersville. Plano is up north. Uh, we're we're okay. down near Houston. We're oh, okay, because I'm, miles. I'm, in, I'm yeah. in Houston as well. I'm okay, right Okay, so you know where Magnolia is, Conroe? Yes, of course, yes, yes. The Texas Renaissance Festival, do you know where that is? Yeah. Yes, I do. We're right behind the, we're right, right behind the Renaissance okay, Festival fairgrounds. Okay, well, awesome. Then we're neighbors. We're neighbors, so we'll definitely have to make <laughs> well, sure come we come see us. Yes, I will, because I'm looking at how cute these donkeys are. And Tigger, get it out of your head. <laughs> well, well, I've got to tell you, you know, they are not, they are not stubborn. They are not mean. Uh, these are all things that people use to describe them because they're not smart enough. They're not smarter than the donkey, so they just say the donkey's right. stupid, but the fact is that they're very, they're very risk adverse, and they're very aware of what their feet are touching. Their whole life is all about having security under their feet. These guys can climb up a, a sheer cliff just like yeah. a, you know, just like a bighorn. They're they're very athletic. They can jump their height from a standstill, and they will do all of these things for you if they trust you. Right. They don't trust you, and they think that you're putting them in danger. I, you know, it, it'd take a front end loader to move them. 
they're not they're they're not they're not going to put themselves at risk they're not this sounds like they're pretty smart and you have mules there too is that right we have mules too yes Uh uh-huh is flossie a mule or a donkey flossie is a donkey she's been virtually adopted by a lady that lives in florida she's adorable and she does uh, all these graphics and stuff for us and she's uh she's had had flossie for a couple of years now uh, virtually adopted so she's uh, completely taken care of by this lady on our property. Oh, so it's kind of wonderful. virtual adoption is pretty neat. Yes. Yeah, that sounds yeah, So how does that work? I mean, let's say, just yeah. say that, that we well, decide we, we, we would we, like we, to uh, be the healthy critters, uh, adoptive parents of a donkey. Okay. To just feed and do hay is $150 a month. And that's that would be a complete virtual adoption to us. Uh, I mean, it's icing on the cake if you want to help us with their farrier work and their dental work and veterinary care, too. But, you know, a, a complete virtual adoption is $150. We do have some people that do partial, you know. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they uh, We have one donkey named Goblin, and her her, her person sends $100 a month for her, so, mm-hmm. um, which is, is very nice. I mean, it, it, Goblin was, uh, that's another story. <laughs> that's another so- story. So what kind of vet vet costs are you um, nor on a normal once they're in good shape? Um, you know, you oh, obviously. Okay, yeah, if they're in good, yeah, if they're in good shape, you have their teeth. The miniatures now, you know, as you know, I'm being an equine person. Their teeth tend to be a little bit more deformed. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So some of them actually need to be seen uh, twice a year by a dentist. Wow. Okay. But on average, on average, once a year. Uh, and some of them never need to be floated. I mean, they just, they do just fine. They, we, we, they look at their teeth and they go, they're fine. <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. But uh, most of them, it's just, just like you know, knocking off a, a little hook or a little sharp point or something sure. like that. And then the farrier work, just like horses. Okay. Uh, getting their farrier, getting their, their feet trimmed every, uh, you know, six to 10 weeks, depending on how much they're moving around, how much they're wearing the feet down. So, um, yeah. that would be, and then the warming, of course, um, so we, we worm uh, three times a year. So okay. Uh, okay. Th- that would be the, the basic cost. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's so interesting. It's I mean, it's it's really neat looking through this Facebook uh, page. It is TMR Rescue um, Inc. If anybody oh, it is. Any okay. Of I couldn't remember yep. if I put the ink on there or not. <laughs> yep. No, but it's, it's a great site for um, <laughs> any of the listeners that want to go to it and um, help. And there's a donate um, button right on it and you can um, look at all the. And good- now is a good time to donate yes. this is sort of the end of the year. And we are, we are a registered 501c3 uh, charity. So you will get a letter at the end of the year uh, showing your donation, which is always nice for your, for the tax man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's also and we, such we an could really we we became officially uh, a, a certified rescue in uh, twenty in twenty twenty fourteen. So uh, we are still you know learning all of the ropes about how to um, to get corporations on board with us and, and that kind of thing. So we we could really use a grant writer. If there's anybody out there that would like to donate some time to us as a grant writer, we would. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> okay. Well, Healthy Critters listeners, any of you who are good at grant writing, um, please get hold of TMR Rescue. And Marjorie, it was such a pleasure to have you. I so honor the work you do. And we're all keeping our fingers horse- crossed for, for rodeo that 
that yeah well let's hope that the let's hope that the supplements that you send help uh you know it's all right now he's got bunching in the tendons and so we're trying to get those loosened up and i'm just really hoping that the supplements will help me too me me three (laughs) i'll give you a full report i promise Okay, thank you so much, and go thank back you. to your meet and greet, and say hi to the donkeys. Hey, and remember, us. remember who who was with uh, who was with 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 Jesus on the day he was born and on the day it was he was a died. donkey. Was a That's donkey. right, that was a donkey. Yep. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas! Excellent, thank point. you. Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> All right, bye bye, bye bye, Marjorie, bye bye. So, and and on the dog topic. I think it's time for us to give Hedwig a call, and we're going to find out from Hedwig uh, a little information about uh, managing the holiday party season. Yeah, with the servants. Tips all dogs should know. All dogs should know. Truly. Truly. I'm having quite a time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it can happen to the best of us. How are you? We are all (laughs) wonderful. We're so excited to speak with you this evening. We had a tough time getting through your human's telephone system, because that means the human must have dropped a ball technology-wise. So we're happy to have you. Oh, the human. The human. Well, what we our, our question for you this evening, Hedwig, is it's the holidays. And the holidays means lots of holiday parties, which means there are lots and lots of extra humans coming into the human home where you reside. And what we want to know is where is the best place for the dogs who really do run the household and nobody asks them what they want? Where should they be hanging out during all of those holiday gatherings? Well, you know, this is such an interesting question. We rarely rarely have people to our farm, but we often have parties at the apartment in New York. Now, I am not always present at those parties, but I can tell you my sister, the horned dog, aka Thursday, the corgi, she says when there's a cocktail party, the very best place, very best place is right near the cheese tray because then you get cheese. (laughs) How did we not see this coming? How did we not see this? This was not a setup. Yeah. I didn't even think of this. You're, you're, you're absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, Hedy, hey, if, if, if you were um, in the apartment and during the, over the holidays and your servant had people over for a party, what would you do? Oh, well, you might remember that in previous iterations of our time together, what I did was make my servant sit on the floor with me and feed me cheese so that I wouldn't be scared because I might be scared if there were lots of people that were tall. So what I do is I bring the servant to 
my level, the appropriate height level, not the tall level that she is, which is wrong, just unnatural and freaky. You put the, the serpent on the floor, and then if you want something, you gaze at it longingly, oh. and you hope that she's paying attention. If she is not, because she's doing something rude, like talking to humans, your sister, Christabel, reaches up and gives her a solid slap on the face. Yes, very effective, very efficient slap on the face. And then <laughs> she pays attention to where you and your sister are longingly gazing. <laughs> because at that moment, you will be the recipient of a delightful food item, such as ham or meatball or cheese or ham or steak or something lovely. Well, th I mean, you don't interact with any of the humans at the party? If they have food. <laughs> and there you have it. They bring tribute in the form of protein, snacks, and I grant them an audience. Perhaps of they course. would like a question answered or my opinion on some matter. I am willing to do that, willing to extend myself toward them for a small snack. That's how generous I am. Very, very generous. Well, thank you very much, Hedwig. We appreciate your input, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, dogs throughout... Don't tell that to the audience. Yeah, <laughs> That's dogs right. throughout know that the best place to be during holiday parties is near the cheese tray. Near yes. the cheese tray. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Or any meat products, but, you know, those are hard to come by in the vegetarian home. <laughs> thank but you, Hedwig. Bye. Take care, Heidi. Bye, Hedwig. And now it's time for the breed of the show. So we're at the part of the show where we're going to talk about our breed of the show. And I chose to do a dog. And Tigger was pretty surprised <laughs> at the breed. And I have no, I don't, I have no idea. I just, I was like, Pooley. So um, I have chosen Pooley. And, and if any of the listeners have ever seen one, they're actually kind of cool. I've actually seen a Commodore, which is a larger version yeah. of this. Yeah. But a Pooley is a, a small to medium sized Hungarian uh, water dog. Um, it, it's a herding livestock and guardian um, dog. And they're known as the mop dog, which is, and also, the, like I said, the. the a nice way to put it. Yeah, mop dog. Um, <laughs> Old, dirty, ragged mop. Dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's known for a Rostaman dog. <laughs> it's a Rostaman dog. We can call him Marley. Um, <laughs> but it's known for its long corded coat, and um, and it, they're not very common. Um, I mean, I I've seen maybe two or three ever in my life. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Because they're not common. Yes, anyway, that is an understatement of the show. Yeah, yeah, they are. They they're just not very common, and that's why I thought it would be fun to do it. Because I'm sure there's people out there. Some of our listeners, if you have, any of you have a a pulley, you need to put on our Facebook page that you indeed know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. But so temperament, um, very agile, obedient, very loyal, faithful, and energetic. Um, kind of like your basic type herding dog. I think they're very, very. Um, uh, they're they're 
they're very loyal. They An Australian Shepherd with dreadlocks. Exactly. That's what I said to you today. And they're extremely confident. Um, the females get to about fourteen to seventeen inches. The males fifteen to eighteen. Um, yeah, oh, they're not. They're they're not very big. They're not very big. Um, they come in uh, several different colors: black, white, brindle, cream, brown, or silver. Um, they um, so so they were introduced. Um, uh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this justice um, by the Magyars, um, Magyars from central. Yeah. From Hungary. Yeah. yeah. And um, about like, like a thousand years ago. And they were very, um, like I said, they're very similar to the Commodores, which is a larger, which more people know about, but they, um, I guess they, they needed to breed, breed down. It, they're not a Commodore, but they needed the same type of dog because apparently these dogs are very, very, um, um, they're, um, they're herded. They, they are natural herders. So you can take a pulley that has been in a family and put it out in a flock of lambs or goats, and they're going to know what to do, which is kind of interesting. Cause I know a lot of other breeds, you sort of have to kind of point and go, no, go, go you know, herd that in. So they're very naturally good herders. Um, so they're very, they're solidly built. They have a thick coat, which protects their skin, their coat. Now this is interesting. I I read two different things. It said their coat doesn't continually grow like a poodle. Um, and it stays the length and the cords, um, stay the same once they're formed. Now I did read somewhere else that it actually says that you can trim their coats and they will grow back. So I'm not really sure what the case is about that. So if any of our listeners do have one and they can help us, that would be, I'd be very interested to um, learn more about that. Um, as far as training, they're great energy. They're determined. Um, they do need to be like any other herding breed. You know, they do need to understand their obedience and, um, and you need to start early, but they're extremely obedient and loyal if if trained early, <laughs> um, if not, but it's you just have a rampant, r- rampant rag mop on your mop hands. running yeah. through your house, yeah. so your floor is either really dirty or clean. But the thing that I found so interesting is that they just sound like a decent breed. A really, they they reminded me a lot of the characteristics of, of the Australian Shepherd. Um, they they just want to be with their person. Um, they are not. Um, they really. They really fell from popularity after World 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 II, World War Two, and they they just they were used so much in working homes, and then became more of a pet after that. But kind of an interesting breed. And like I said, um, the larger version of what I think a lot of people see more of um, are the Commodores, and then um, also another breed is a Kuvas that they they referred to them a lot, which is another type of guardian breed. But I just kind of thought it was interesting. So my question is, Tigger, which I told you today, is I just I just wonder with their hair because it's obviously very heavy, and um, and they lighten that the cords are supposed to be thin, not thick. It, it's like a whole thing when they're growing up. But I wonder if they smell. Of course they do. <laughs> Why would they, well you don't know that? You don't know, but they're just. I mean, have you looked up a picture of one? They're really, yes. I just, I think they're, they're just sort of interesting. Do they have eyes? Yes, they do have eyes. Underneath (laughs) the cords. Underneath all those cords. They're crazy looking. (laughs) They're crazy looking dogs. I I said to Patty today when she told me that she was going to do the pulley. I, I I can't imagine a pulley climbing up on my couch to snuggle with me. No. Yeah. That was, that was kind of a very good, vivid point. Um, But 
yeah, I don't know. I just, I always found him kind of fascinating. And it's funny because, like I said, I've actually met a Commodore and I don't, I've never met a Pooley. I've so. met a couple. Yeah. And they do look like sort of big sheep. Yeah. Did they smell? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, but... I wonder, and that's the other thing that I wanted, and I really couldn't find enough information about it, but um, but I wonder like how you bathe them and does, the, do the, I mean, because I guess once the cords, you know, you can kind of, as they're growing their corded coat, you groom them a certain way and you help these cords. I don't know. It just seems like a, it seems like a whole lot of I think, work. I think we need a, uh, a pulley expert and you're right. You need to have um, invested in a professional groomer, methinks. Yeah. But I think once they grow their coat and they do their deal, you can trim it. But then after that, there's not a lot to do they, and they, and they don't shed a lot. So they're good for, you know, people that have, you know, dog hair allergies. No, they, they carry tiny livestock and vermin and flora <laughs> and fauna into the house every time they go outside because it all sticks and there, in there. You, you, know, you can open up the side and look in their coat and say, oh, look, there's a little bird. <laughs> yeah, you, could, you could toss a little grass seed on there and water the little bugger. Your horse can graze yeah. off your dog's back. There you go. There yeah. you go. Well, it's the pulley. There we go. It's the pulley. Hi, this is Jamie, Elva, and JP from Production at Biostar. We have been busy elves in the Biostar kitchen making sure we have plenty of stocking stuffers for our healthy critters. We are so excited that we want to sing a song to everyone listening. We made optimum liver treats, buckaroo stew. Biostar bites colostrum to put in our holiday totes with Tigger's book, too. Happy holidays from Biostar to you. And we're at Critter Nutrition, and I'm actually going to read a chapter from the book Whole Food for Horses that I wrote. Ooh, preview, so preview. This is you the chapter. First here. <laughs> this is the chapter on feeding for joint health. Several years ago, a friend of mine had a total knee replacement. He had osteoarthritis from the bangs and blows of playing college football, not an activity known for su supporting joint health. When I asked him how the recovery was going, his answer surprised me. The hardest part of recovering from the surgery has been my diet, he said. His surgeon and the sports medicine doctor had rather strongly recommended he change his eating habits by including more fruits and vegetables, less red meat, eliminating processed sugars, staying away from processed foods, drinking more water, adding more omega-3s to his diet, and losing at least 30 pounds through managed diet and exercise. The reason for all of these specific dietary recommendations in the wake of a knee replacement is apparent in the next several pages, because feeding and supplementing for maximum joint health can be accomplished by first understanding a few things about the body system and substances involved. Glucosamine sulfate is made when the body combines sulfur with the amino acid glutamine and a sugar molecule. The glycosaminoglycans and the hyaluronic acid backbone needed for the formation of the proteoglycans found in the structural matrix of joints. Long story short, if the body does not have enough glutamine or sulfur, it cannot make critically important glucosamine sulfate. Free radicals are unstable molecules that cause inflammation. They cause stiffness and pain in joints. 
Antioxidants bind with free radicals and control the oxidative stress and inflammation. Potent antioxidants include vitamin A and the carotenoids, vitamin C, vitamin E, the polyphenols, and the mineral zinc, copper, and selenium. Reducing inflammation, reducing free radical damage, and supporting the body's ability to make its own glucosamine sulfate can be supported with whole food and the diet a horse consumes. The first step is cutting down or eliminating processed sugars. This includes molasses, cane sugar, dextrose, and sucrose, often added to supplements. These kinds of sugars can aggravate and increase the inflammatory response. I also recommend caution with grain or grain byproduct carbohydrates, which can also increase inflammation in some horses. Omega-3 fatty acids are very helpful in reducing chronic inflammation. Flax and chia seeds are both excellent sources of omega-3s, as is pasture grass. Commercial feeds will often have an inverted ratio of omega-6 to omega-3, so it is important to know what the particular ratio is in the feed you are using. If necessary, you can add flax or chia to the feed to balance the ratio. Chia seeds prove to be fantastic joint supplements because chia is high in the amino acid proline and lysine. Proline and lysine are both needed to make collagen, which helps to heal cartilage and cushion the joints and vertebrae. Note that chia seeds from Ecuador and Bolivia are very high in boron and strontium, important trace minerals that have been leached from the soils in North America. Boron has been shown to reduce the excretion of calcium and to increase the absorption of calcium, magnesium, and potassium. Strontium is believed to increase bone formation, bone mass, and strength. Cabbage is high in the amino acid glutamine, which the body needs to make glucosamine sulfate. In addition, it can provide vitamin C, copper, and selenium. Feed one quarter to one half cup per day, and remember that horses prefer cabbage chopped, not fed as whole leaves. Freeze-dried and dehydrated cabbage can be fed as an alternative to fresh. Kale is high in sulfur, which the body uses to make glucosamine sulfate and helps support connective tissue and cartilage. Kale is also high in the antioxidants vitamin A, vitamin C, and copper. Feed one quarter to one half cup per day, chopped, not whole. Freeze-dried and dehydrated kale can be fed as an alternative to fresh. Alfalfa is another high sulfur source. It provides the antioxidants vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, and zinc. Please note that alfalfa has become a major GMO crop. If your horse has chronic joint issues, it would be best to feed an organic source of alfalfa or a non-GMO source. Pomegranates that are food processed, including the peel, and strawberries, which you need to wash thoroughly because they can be highly sprayed if they're not organic, are among the phytonutrient foods that provide anti-inflammatory action in the body. Inflammatory Benefits of Pomegranate, published in 2009, highlights that pomegranate reduces the production of pro-inflammatory cytokines, interleukin-6 and interleukin-8. These particular cytokines contribute to painful joint damage and chronic inflammation. Other antioxidant foods that should be fed and enjoyed in the pursuit of better joint health include blueberries, oranges with the peel, almonds, sliced or ground, mangoes without the pit, blackberries, pears, carrots, sunflower seeds, nutritional yeast, specific medicinal mushrooms, and apples. 
Among the best anti-inflammatory foods are flax, chia, turmeric, boswellia, bromelain, hemp seed oil, and oregano. Studies show that 60% of all equine lameness is related to osteoarthritis, a result of the physical breakdown of articular cartilage that can affect any horse at any age. It can be the result of repeated cycles of athletic trauma, inflammation of the lining of the joint and the capsule, normal aging process, or OCD. Osteoarthritis is not curable, but it is manageable. Movement is critical to joint health and dealing with osteoarthritis. Circulation is the body's way of sending specific nutrients and cofactors to areas that need support. Specific foods that increase nitric oxide, the master circulatory molecule in the body, can be extremely helpful in increasing joint health and mobility. These foods include nutritional yeast, oranges, Indian gooseberry, pumpkin seeds, and sesame seeds. Other foods with vasodilating activity, which means increasing the blood flow, include ginger, parsley, and schizandra. Well, whole food supplements are readily available that will provide cabbage, kale, chia, strawberry, and pomegranate for total joint support, as well as nutritional yeast, oranges, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and ginger root for increased circulation. Note that the glucosamine sulfate used in most commercial supplements is derived from shellfish and is very unstable. It requires the addition of stabilizers. These are commonly sodium chloride or potassium chloride, which can end up being 30% of glucosamine by weight. This means that if a product label says 3,000 milligrams of glucosamine sulfate, you must subtract 900 milligrams, 30%, to know the actual amount of glucosamine you are feeding. You can extend the life of common equine joint injections with diet. I have found that horses that have been injected routinely twice a year can begin going a year or more on a single injection. This is because a whole food diet puts less stress on the GI tract, providing the body with more time to heal and repair. Remember, stress reduces available healing time, and the body can only repair and heal when it is at rest and not overworking to digest processed feed. MSM is sulfur, a sulfur-rich compound commonly found in commercial joint supplements. It is a natural substance created when phytoplankton from the ocean decomposes and releases compounds to the atmosphere, which react with oxygen and sunlight to produce the final product. Plants and animals take in sulfur by using the MSM and other sulfur compounds that, that come from the atmosphere. However, the MSM used in equine joint supplements is made from petroleum waste and methane gas. It is not harvested from the ocean or from the atmosphere, making the bioavailability vastly different. Because of this, the better route is to provide your animals with a potent whole food plant source of sulfur, which is kale. By incorporating organic kale, we not only provide sulfur, but also the vitamins A, C, K, fiber, carotenoids, flavonoids, calcium, magnesium, magnesium, and copper. There once was a company named Biostar. Who wouldn't use ingredients from coal tar. They made supplements from whole foods. For the increased health and good mood. Of all your healthy critters near and far. It's time for Coffee Clatch. And our very amusing title or topic today is... We are going to pick fictional or cartoon characters of each other. 
and as well as ourselves. And we're going to share what we think each other would be as a fictional character, based not on looks, of course, but on our personalities. Correct. So, um, Patty P., Yes. You want to start us off? Well, now, are we going to do this where we're doing ourselves and then I choose both of you? Because I, I have um, I have Let's myself. ourselves last. Okay. I would like to start with Jennifer. Oh, no. Why do you always start with me? Well, I don't know. I don't know you're how to special. answer that. Because you're special. And I... <laughs> I have chosen the fictional character of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I don't know why that delights me, and I have no idea why I chose it, other than the fact that I just, I, I don't know. I just think that would be perfect. That's because, really funny. Yeah. It's that kind is of very funny. It's, it's rather ironic, because as a kid, I used to watch the original um, bewitched. Oh, did you really? Oh, and yeah. Okay. I, yes. And, yes. In the original iteration, you know, Sabrina was, I don't think she was even in the first couple of seasons. I always wanted to be mm-hmm. bewitched. I always wanted to be her. I could do the little nose thing when I was a kid. I See? Was utterly obsessed. See? I'm on to something. You are. Yes. On to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I'm dying to know what two, two Tigger is. Oh, Lord only knows. Okay. Oh, oh I do Tigger too. Yes, you do Tigger, too. Okay. Well, I had an initial one, but then I've chose something else. I've decided that that Tigger would be, and this isn't really truly a fictional character, but Tigger is Siri. Siri (laughs) And Tigger, you can tell people why, because she's constantly being able to answer questions, and you just have to push a little button, and Tigger can answer the question. She's like Google. I know that doesn't really fit into the parameters of what you said, but come on. It doesn't at all. I was thinking of something a little bit more, I don't know, (laughs) character-ish. Not something technological. Okay, fine. That is kind kind of funny that that she's Siri for Tigger, who anybody who knows Tigger knows that Tigger is anything but technology. Yeah. Don't get much more organic than uh, Tigger. But she can't answer most anything, she and can. if she doesn't the answer, do you, she goes to her life. Do you watch, um, what's that TV series on um, The Good Place? The Good Place? With, um, uh-uh. oh, there's a TV show called The Good Place, and it's on one of the, it's on NBC. I think it's on hiatus right now. Um, but it it's about this fictional place where everybody everybody who's good goes. And they have a Siri, and it's an actual physical character, and she's like oh, a that's Siri. So funny. And she, and you say, "Hey, what's her face?" And they don't, her name isn't Siri. And she, they make this funny little pink noise, and she appears next to you, and you ask oh. her anything, oh. and she answers it. Well, somebody accidentally erased her memory. <laughs> it's really oh funny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so that's you tune into the good place. It's it's pretty funny. The good place. Okay, I'm, I I got a bunch of TV shows yeah. I want to watch. Kristen now. Bell and Ted Danson are in it. And they're really oh, quite okay. funny. Ah. It's really quite funny. Yes, you should do that. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Now, t- Patty P., who are you? Yes. <laughs> the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought about that one for you. And I said, no. You did? Yeah. Well, I just thought, yeah, kind of hectic. It kicks up a lot of dirt and does a whole lot of nothing. And it spends a whole lot of time doing it. 
<laughs> I just thought that was me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, I'll go next. Okay. So, um, I I had three for each of you. Oh, of course. Because I couldn't come up with just one. So, Patty, I had you uh, as Elaine from Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Rhoda from Mary Tyler Moore. Rhoda, yes. Oh, my gosh. And Rebecca Howe from Cheers. Rebecca Howe, which one's that? Rebecca. Christy Alley. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And Jennifer... Um, I picked Monica on Friends for you. Oh, which one's Monica? Oh, that's good. Oh, um, Ross's sister. The dark-haired one. The dark-haired the, one. The, chef, the cook, the very oh. organized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure <laughs> yeah, very organized. <laughs> Ross, the radio producer from. Oh, yes. Ross, right. yes, yes. Um. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Roz is perfect. What TV show is it from? Um, Frasier. Oh, oh yes. I'll, yeah, okay. I can, I can see Frasier. There you go. Yep. And the third one, you probably haven't seen yet because it's new. It's People of Earth. But I have you as the psychologist, Gina Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch that one now. Yeah, that that actually kind of fits with what I currently do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies sitting there talking to people who think they've been abducted by aliens. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. And who I think I am as a fictional character, Snoopy. I said Snoopy. (laughs) No, you said the Tasmanian devil. No, I said Snoopy for you. That's so funny. After I said Siri, I have literally sitting on my thing. I was like, Snoopy, that is so funny. That's hilarious. Okay, Jennifer. All right, here we go. Tigger, you're first. And you are Rocky the Flying Squirrel. <laughs> that's, that's better than Snoopy. You are Rocky the Flying Squirrel. That's perfect. That's perfect. There we go. That means that, Patty, you're Bullwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, I, you know, I kind of thought about that. Would you, would you be Bullwinkle? But I didn't think you were Bullwinkle. Okay. I, I think you have more leadership skills than that. Um, <laughs> you are underdog. Underdog. Underdog, yes. Speed of lightning, power of thunder. And I look like Snoopy. Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think and that's you're, good. You're and you're humble. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like I like underdog. <laughs> that's a whole lot of puppy. <laughs> okay, who, who are you? I'm Roz from Monsters Inc. Oh, I love her. <laughs> want to hear want to hear my want to hear my Roz impression? I love my Roz. Yes. Oh, I do. Okay, here we go. I'm watching. I'm always watching. <laughs> but you got, you forgot to say his name. Oh, um. Wachowski. Oh, Wachowski. I'm watching. Always watching. <laughs> okay, who 
who else thinks it's unbelievable that Tigger knew that that was one part of that line? Because I've watched that movie three times and I wouldn't have remembered that. <laughs> oh, because God. I've watched it 23 times. Yeah. No, you have. I know yes. you have. I, <laughs> and I, just a little doorway into my Tigger. Favorite. Huh? Just a little bit of a doorway into Tigger. <laughs> what? And, what? and on, on a side note, we'll make this one quick because we're, we're going to run long. What movie have you watched the most number of times, Tigger? It's a toss-up between Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. Star Wars, the first movie, and The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about you, Patty? What movie uh, have you watched Definitely the most? Gone with the Wind. Um, and then I would say, um, oh, my gosh, what's the um, – like it? Uh, Godfather. Really? Oh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it was, it's one of Peter's favorites. And then I always go, Oh my gosh. And then we sit down and start watching. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and then any, any Disney movie. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Cause whatever movie my, either one of the girls was in, um, Oh my gosh, Cinderella. Or, I mean, just any of those we watched thousands and thousands and go. thousands yes. of times. Yes. Yes. Okay. How, how about, about you? you? Um, it's a tie between The Wizard of Oz and mm. Wally. Oh, I love Wally. I have watched Wally probably Wally. twenty-five times. Every time I find it, I put it, I, I DVR it, and I watch it again. I love Wally. What's Wally? <laughs> what? what? Wally. 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 Eva. Eva. Yeah, I yeah. got nothing. Yeah, you gotta got look nothing. it up, Wally. Excellent movie. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Wizard of Oz is only only is is close just because it's been on longer. <laughs> right. So uh-huh. there we go. I'm and the Sound of Music could be up there too. Can I didn't it? watch the full Sound of Music until Tigger made me watch it. She made me my very first freestyle I ever did was a Grand Prix freestyle, and she said, "Pat, Patty, Patty P, you're gonna do the Sound of Music." And I was like, "What?" That's so not me. <gasps> and then when what? I watched the movie, that, oh my an, gosh. That's an excellent upcoming topic for Coffee Clutch. Oh. What movie soundtrack would you like to use uh, right. for a freestyle? Freestyle, yeah. Well, mine's a sound of me. Star music, Wars so isn't allowed in, Tigger. Yeah. Oh. oh, damn. Because that's too obvious. You're gonna have to th- <laughs> this has to make you think at least a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I make freestyles, so this becomes even more challenging. Well, that just means you have right. an advantage over us, because we're going to pick something dumb. No, it just means I've used a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, all so, it means is that I'm just going to pick something she already, she's already no, done for no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> we could make it really hard, and we could have to pick an animated film. Okay. Make it really Ooh, hard. What better. animated film would you like to use the soundtrack for? Oh, for I've got the answer to that. Okay, so that's we're going to do that on upcoming Coffee Clutch. And everybody, where is the Facebook page that they can go to to give us their ideas for what animated film should be a freestyle? Healthy Critters Radio. Dang, you're so clever. I know. I am. <laughs> Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Owl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chickmunks. 
and forgive your fox while hedging with your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with an orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. And Twitter with your toucan. (laughs) 